Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I'm very, very excited to be joined by Amber, the Malibu medium. Uh, She has got many titles, Akashic Record Reader, Transformation Coach, Soul Business Guide, and the host of the Your Light is Fearless podcast, which is such a great name for a podcast, Amber. I do love it. Welcome. Thank you so much, Hannah, for having me. I'm so excited. And thank you for saying that you like the name because I'm always like, I think it's too long. Oh, no. My podcast name. So I'm really (laughs) jealous of it. I think it's lovely. It's a really, really good name. Uh, So welcome. Obviously, we met because, well, we interact on social media anyway. I've been on the Your Light is Fearless podcast and we're doing a swap see. And I'm really, really excited to pick your brain about the Akashic Records and how it all works. But before I go down multiple rabbit holes that I know we're going to visit, can you just tell us how you got started in all of this? Okay, so a little bit of a loaded question. <laughs> um, I I have to say that I had an experience when I was around 
16 or 17, I would have a lot of, um, I guess you could say astral travel type experiences when I was when I was like younger dreaming, but I would astral travel a lot. So I had a, I, I say dream in like air quotes because I, I do feel like those dreams are more real than like this reality on earth. So it, it, it was more so me visiting another dimension. And so in this dream, I was in this like, the, I was in the galaxy. I was in just the cosmic sky and the stars. And I remember standing kind of just floating in the middle of nowhere. And there was an ancient book that was just open and nothing was said. There was no, I had no clue what it could be, but I always wondered my whole life. I was like, I wonder what that book was. And I can't say that I grew up like even hearing about the Akashic records that much, but um, so it wasn't until my near-death experience, I was um, just a couple of months shy of my 40th birthday, and I had this near-death experience, which truly um, awakened my divine presence. And I had a an experience where they told me, you're a healer, and that it's like time for you to step into your, your gifts type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so after that experience, I really went down that path of for the first time embracing some of the abilities that I had growing up. And during that path, I I was studying pranic energy healing and my, my psychic senses and my channel was completely open. I had a Kundalini awakening in that near death experience. And so there was, I was receiving a lot of messages and I kept hearing in my kind of inner, you know, um, mind or, you know, like I would hear, I would get this message kind of dropped into my awareness, just the name Akashic records, the Akashic records. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't even know what that means. And then one day I was just like, okay, I need to look into the Akashic records. So I Googled it and I was like, oh, there's the Linda how pathway prayer. I'm just going to like read this prayer And I was alone in my room and I read the prayer and all of a sudden a voice spoke through me and it it was a spontaneous channeling experience, had no, had no awareness of channeling, no idea like how to do it, what it was, but an actual presence, a male presence. I was, it was an Indian, um, like from India accent voice that came through me and spoke through me. My jaw would, was like changing And I wasn't in control of my body or what was happening. I wasn't scared, but I was shocked. And anyways, all this information poured through and they, I say they, because I feel that it was a collection of um, guides that I guess you could call maybe ascended masters. They, they seem to be working in the Kabbalah, but also, what there's what they told me was we're going to channel through you the book of life. And I didn't know that the book of life was even known as the Akashic records. And so that was like a profound um, start. And that's my honest account of how I got into it. And sometimes I hate to like say it that like, oh, you have to have this profound mystical experience because some of my students will be like, oh, but like, I don't have that kind of introduction. So but that that was my introduction. You've got to speak your truth. So 
So many questions just about that. I can see why you said it was a loaded question. Um, yes. Tell us about your NDE. How did, what happened? What was your experience? How did it change you? Okay. So uh, leading up into the, the night of my NDE, I was having, I, I have asthma. So I did have a first near-death experience when I was uh, six or eight weeks old. Um, my mom found me blue in my crib. I, I had double pneumonia and she didn't know. She knew I had a cold, but anyways, so I wasn't breathing. Um, and from that time, since a child, since a newborn, I have had like asthma growing up. So at this time I was having a very um, severe bout of asthma and I was in and out of the hospital and I was like, I had a breathing machine at home. I truly thought I was going to die. They they said, there's nothing else we can do for you. I was on 60 milligrams of steroids and I couldn't breathe. And I, I was really sick. So it was like at that time I was coughing, coughing, coughing. And so I remember um, overall, I was going through a very difficult time emotionally in my life, a lot of financial problems, relationship problems with like family members. I was in a very low emotional state as well as obviously being sick and feeling like I'm going to die because I had these episodes that I can't get under control. So I was in the middle of an episode where I just felt like a brick was on my chest and I couldn't breathe. And I prayed to my grandmother in spirit and my grandmother was psychic. And my grandmother was like what I know now to be my twin soul. So she told, so this is what I found out. One of the things I found out in my NDE, but I prayed to her. She came through the door in spirit. It was the first time, well, no, it wasn't the first time, but it was the first time I saw her in a spirit form as an actual like haze of energy. And she walked through my bedroom door and she came over my chest and, and all of a sudden she was with these beings and they laid their hands because it was an energetic like translation of this but they I knew what was happening as far as it was like their hands laid over my chest and they started to breathe into me and my chest was opening a little bit and as that was happening I was leaving my body so it was happening at the same time so I left my body and at some point I knew I was completely out of my body and I was going towards this like I was in blackness but it felt warm and I was going, I was traveling. And so my consciousness was traveling, like me as this energetic being. And so then I was like, oh, but I'm still me. I'm like talking, I'm aware. And so I was like, I thought you guys were healing me, but now I'm dying because like I'm gone, I'm out of my body. And so it was this whole profound experience. I was, I had a, a life review as I was traveling through this kind of tunnel and I also knew at some point, and it's hard to explain, but I just knew at some point that Archangel Michael was with me, with my grandmother, and there was a guide named Mary. Now, this guide named Mary had visited me when I was younger, but I also kind of felt like maybe she could be Mother Mary, but I might have been projecting that, oh, Mary means Mother Mary. So I'm yeah. still to this day not sure if she was just my guide and I knew her name was Mary or Mother Mary, but those were the three beings that were surrounding me. And so in that time, they um, they basically just were telling me all these messages about kind of like 
um, helping me with my life and where I was at at that time about how, you know, I am not my thoughts and feelings. I am not defined by that. I am this omnipotent presence, this we all are, we're all stemming from source and we're one part of a whole. But as they spoke, it was a transmission of that knowledge became my truth because I had always learned about spiritual principles. I was very spiritual growing up, but it was like knowledge that I would seek to feel or knowledge that I would like, I wish that I could like embody that. But when they spoke those words to me, it became my truth. Mm -hmm. And at one point they said, and now you're going to go to, you're going to go become one with source so that you can feel what it feels like to feel the omnipotent presence that we are speaking on to you. And so I had a complete like um, blending or like re-emergence with my divine presence. So I'm sorry, this is a long story. No, I love it. I'm loving it. Okay. So it's really the short version because the long version, of course, is all the other messages and things that were happening. But from that oneness, the state of oneness, I left that state of oneness and there was no like question. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? It was like, you're going back and you're going to be a healer. You, you're like, I knew I was very far out of alignment with my path. So they were aligning me back to the, my true path. And they said, we're going to come back to you for three nights. And this first night, this is a divine intervention. And this is a reckoning. The second night is, an, is going to be an awakening. And the third night will be a rebirth. And they sent me within my consciousness back into my body through the top of my head chakra. And one by one, my consciousness came back assimilated into my physical body. And they started to explain that our consciousness is stored in our chakra system. And then all of a sudden I was just dropped into my body and they said, meditate on the stillness. And I, I felt, uh, I, I felt like a, like, like wind or like kind of energy swirling around next to me. And then it was just, they were gone. And I was just there in my room and I just started to cry. And I, I, I somehow, I guess, went to sleep and I woke up the next day and I just, just started to just walk around the house, just almost in shock. Like just, I tried to tell my wife, I I kind of told her, I wrote everything down but it was like I was a new person, a complete new person. And I just, I knew my life would never be the same. And it was, and it has not been. And then I also was like, oh yeah, no, they're not going to come back for like three, two more nights because like, that's just too amazing. And so um, they did. And it was not though the same. It was not a near-death experience. It was just a different experience for the next two nights So that's like short version. I loved it. I'm completely in that story. You're such a great storyteller. (laughs) That is fascinating. So you have that experience. I'm still trying to hold on to my questions from the bit at the beginning. Um, Now, what was, did it feel any different? Because if you'd been astral planning as a child and moving out of your body, when you had your NDE, did it feel different? Did it feel the same? Do you think they're similar energies, similar experiences? Interesting question. I, it felt completely different because first of all, it was, I, it, it was like I was being guided 
And so I did have the experience, you know, I, I actually really um, have had experiences where I had felt like angels around me growing up, but it was different in this way. It did feel like I, well, first of all, I never felt completely disconnected from my body when I was astral traveling, Right. but in this way, it was, I was completely out of my body. And I, I guess you could like argue, well, if you're astral traveling, you're out of your body, but this was different. This was a different out of body. It was like, I was more out of body. I yeah. guess you could say, um, it was also the conscious awareness of in that experience of me knowing that I was like, go like dying, but not mm-hmm. sure. Like I knew it was like, that was different. Um, so I, I'm trying to kind of, I hope that explains yeah, it. Yeah, it's it, good. It's, it I'm just really fascinated at the, the, I've obviously never had an NDE and, mm-hmm. um, have had some very limited experiences with astral travel so it's just fascinating to try and it's so hard isn't it to explain an energy experience to explain something that is beyond language beyond words and try and put it into human humanness but I thought I'd try and make you try (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think also I have to say that when you're traveling in the tunnel and a lot of people talk about this um that's quite different because in the astral traveling experiences I've had, like there is no tunnel. It was almost like I was passing through a lot of dimensions. I felt like I was, you used the word planes, like planes of consciousness. Yeah. Whereas maybe in astral traveling, you might kind of pop into the astral realm and that's one dimension or one plane of consciousness. This was many, many, many dimensions and planes of consciousness. Because remember I became one with source. So it was like the ultimate oneness and that in itself was the most, that was what changed my life because everything, I saw everything new again. I'm not saying that I'm an enlightened being. I'm not saying that, but I had that experience and it did really change me as far as opening up my psychic channels. Like, you know, so yeah. Love it. Now, going right back to the beginning, you were talking about a prayer. Can you tell me about that Akashic Record prayer? I've I've never even heard of it. So tell us about what it is. So there's there's different ways that you can open the records. Uh, Now, you can use intention. You can use prayer. Prayer is a good way to start. Now, when I first opened the Akashic Records, remember, I just was Googling, like, what is it? So Linda Howe is an amazing teacher. I don't know her personally. I haven't, like, studied with her. But it was her prayer it's called the pathway prayer that I use to open the record. So you read this prayer out loud and you put in your personal name to open your individual soul's records. Now, since then, I have channeled my own prayer that I call the Akashic Wisdom Prayer. And that's how I open the records when I'm working with other people. And I have that prayer like available for other people to use. So most of the the teachers that start to work in the records develop their own prayer, which I think it's just happens naturally. Mm -hmm. Like it was almost like a download, but you can use whatever prayer you want to open the records. And you can also use intention. 
And you also were talking about uh, the spirit world being realer than the reality of Earth. Now, I completely get that. In fact, at the moment, I'm struggling a little bit because I do feel I'm really feeling the simulation at the moment. I feel like I need to come back in somehow, but I can't um, because I don't want to because I like it where I am. But it's also very hard to live. How do you find having had that amazingly profound, I mean, an incredible experience with source how do you then pair socks buy go food shopping deal with twats on the road like how do you (laughs) how do you balance that do you find that hard I think that um I want to be really mindful of this question sometimes it feels like a fluid new reality where it's never that you're in this, you know, reality or in that reality. It's more of an expansion, right? So now it includes my earthly existence, includes another level of awareness, and it includes a a, a part of myself that can access while I'm in this physical dimension, maybe, you know, more frequency or more knowledge. So it's never separate. Um I actually find the hardest part, like letting go of that, that uh, ability that I have to live in like the higher dimensions Mm -hmm. and to allow myself to kind of just have the human experience. Because sometimes it's like, I know that it's, I am supposed to have the human experience. And so I I I almost feel like I have to now consciously be like, just like, let yourself like, you know, just like, let yourself be in this reality. Um, And so, but I also think like you said before, like, it's fun. It is fun to really kind of play. And like, I truly feel like I'm able to go in and out of different dimensions. And I always have actually, but so now it's at this other level, which allows me to do the work that I do by reading the records in a really easy way because it's just like it's almost like once you you have that activation you don't go back but you have to allow yourself to to go back and just to almost like be in the body and be in that physical um reality if that makes sense absolutely it's so interesting so going back to absolute basics for somebody who's listening to this podcast who perhaps doesn't know what is an akashic record so the Akashic Records is is really, there's many ways that I like to explain it. And um, you can explain it like for an hour and every single explanation will be totally true and valid. So I'm going to say it in maybe a couple of ways. So the Akashic Records is this invisible energetic <clears throat> imprint of stored consciousness that truly just has recorded each individual soul's thoughts, choices, and actions. So it is like this record, really, right? But there is the the collective wisdom of all living souls and all universes and everything that has ever happened. And then there's the individual soul's um, imprint or recording of their, their own soul's lifetimes, past, present, and future. So when you access the records, you're accessing not just like the spirit personality of like maybe who they are in this earthly life, but who they have been, 
what they, who they, who they are creating as in their soul's, you know, evolution and the future, the way that I see that is that everything is happening now. So depending on what you claim to be true or the thought or the choices, let's say that you make today that creates a future potential based on that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's infinite wisdom. It It is, you know, you can ask, you can read Akashic records as a whole to gain understanding on spiritual principles and to understand more of like the collective, um, where we are at in the collective on earth, but you can also access other dimensions and other realities. And then of course you can access your own soul's book of life, which is who you are within all that exists. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Love it. So if I was to ask you to give me Tell us what what you feel a soul experiences from being in spirit, living a life to going back into spirit. What's the journey? Um, I don't know that I think of it in that linear fashion. Yeah. I think that it's more like our soul is so multifaceted and ultimately is connected to every single person and into the oneness that we stem from. Mm-hmm. So we're experiencing ourselves, I believe, in many different realities. So in this reality, we have a journey. But in our bigger picture reality, we have the journey of maybe having a parallel lifetime or experiencing ourselves in, in another, like I said, reality. So it, I think it's a multidimensional reality. I don't think it's like we're here and then we're there. And then it's, it's just all happening at once. It's hard for me to understand that, but I don't think we can understand it where we are now, but I truly, uh, something I didn't say that really blew my mind was when I was in my near death experience, I asked my grandmother, I said, how is this even happening? And how, are you doing this? How did you facilitate this healing? And she said, we are twin flames. We are never apart. We are, we are literally the same soul. So I do believe that sometimes you can have, uh, you can literally be like an aspect of someone else and share maybe a sim- a more similar frequency. You know, people will say like, um, you know, I, I'm, I don't have a twin flame or, you know, I'm just like this one soul, but we can never just experience our consciousness in such a narrow way. Our consciousness can be felt and seen in nature and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ultimately we, we, our presence is in everything. Agreed. So okay, do you... I'm like, good, because like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that's... Well, that's my experience of it too. But I, again, like you say, I've got no, I can't evidence that. I can just only tell you that's how I understand it to be from the downloads that I have had from spirit through my mm-hmm. consciousness at this time today. Yeah. And it could yeah. change as I expand and grow. Do you, so my understanding of it, very simplified because I am a basic kind of girl, is that, you know, the soul, we get a fragment of our soul that comes here. It's not the complete soul. Um, And so in that experience, now here's. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's where I'm wanting to I want to ask so many questions. Where do I want to go? Do you believe that? Well, you obviously do because of your grandmother. I was going to say that the soul, same soul can be here at multiple times in the same time zone. You're nodding. Yeah. And <laughs> you mentioned in your thing about life reviews. So you believe that we go and we have a review. We look at what we've done, the choices we've made, the opportunities we've missed. Mm-hmm. And within that, you also believe that we, because you were aligned back onto your path. So you believe that we have a, a like a, although you believe that we create and we choose, there is also mm-hmm. a path that is set that we are here to follow. Yes. And that, that's something I questioned a lot because it's like, at what point do you utilize creative power? And at what point is it just destiny? But I believe that it, there's so much room for co-creation but there's also like like a baseline blueprint. Now, I, people will say, oh, blueprint. Okay, tell me everything. Tell me what I should do now and this, that, and that. No, it's more like the frequency of your your soul is expresses itself in its purest form by sharing in this way or teaching in this way. You can fulfill that in different roles or in different ways that is your choice Mm -hmm. but I believe like we do come with a little bit of what you would say would be like a destined path that you will be most in alignment with your frequency if you go down this path of helping others let's say being a healer and doing you know whatever it might be but I guess I could be a healer and do like Reiki but I'm not doing that. So no. if does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And Akashic Records must have been part of that because they kept shouting it at you. And yes. so they weren't saying Reiki in your ear. They were <laughs> saying Akashic Records. So it's so right. I love it. I love trying to get to the, like the the bones of it. So I apologies if I'm being irritating, but I just find no, it. No, really you're not at all. I love it. So do you believe that it can be like sliding doors and there are moments and choices that our soul gets to experience both from splitting points in the path? Would you say, would you mean by that, like multi, like a parallel reality? Yeah. So, okay. So I think that we're experiencing parallel realities, like absolutely. But I also believe that the veil has to kind of envelop us with one experience 
so that we can actually be mindful of that experience and, you know, grow and learn because I mean, it would be almost like experiencing schizophrenia if we knew who we were everywhere. So um, I think we can have moments that are deja vu though, where it's like, to me, like a deja vu is almost like remembering maybe something that we know ourselves, either like two, like two realities crossing, or it can Mm -hmm. be a lot of different things. So um, I think portals open. I think when you expand your consciousness, you can meet your higher self. I, I do talk to my higher self and feel very much like I, I told you this before, like I'm literally channeling with my, my higher self all the time. I feel like she, I like to say she is giving me messages all the time, but I have met an aspect of who I am that is Arcturian and she introduced herself to me and she says, my name is Anja and I'm, I'm from Arcturus. So I've had these like experiences, but I don't like live in them fully mm-hmm. because sure. that would be, that would take me out of my power of living this experience fully so that I could like learn and grow. Cause whatever we learn and grow from in this experience or reality or whatever you want to call expands all of who we are and all other realities uh so there's like a i think yeah this is how i view it like the soul remembers even if the conscious doesn't like the soul knows what's going on because but my human brain there'd be a puff of smoke and i'd be rocking in a corner and that would be that and i wouldn't be able to cope with it so i just find it fascinating now you when you were talking about the akashic records you were talking about future paths and so we, we've just had that conversation about certain paths being destiny for want of a better expression and certain paths, parts of your path that you create as you step upon it. And that mm. sometimes you can move away from your path. So when you read the Akashic Records, mm-hmm. do you ever get information about lives that haven't been lived yet although I know for the spirit there is obviously only the now so the timeline of humanness doesn't really exist you weren't mm-hmm. expecting this intensity from the podcast were you I could have I, just no I think I I think I was because this is like how I live in my head yeah so like yeah I, I've been waiting for you to come on and all I've been thinking is I can't wait to ask her all these questions <laughs> that keep me awake at night so Do you ever get information about future incarnations or future journeys and understand the sort of information about how this life is the stepping stone to the next one and things like that? Okay. So I want to explain what I, I just had this happen. Um, I was, I was, Oh, how do I even explain? I'll I'll try to give a short answer to this. I was with um, kind of like a colleague and we were doing like this project together and I went quickly into my, I say quickly into my Akashic records and I was, I don't know for what purpose, but um, we were talking about something that I've been healing within myself because she's an energy healer. And she said something like that made me aware of maybe a level of of embodiment that I could be if I healed that issue, which I'll just say it's, it was like around worthiness and all of a sudden, when she did that, my conscious awareness started traveling really fast in front of my my head. Um, and I felt like I was moving again through this like almost time travel tunnel. And I had never experienced that for myself. And 
I got a glimpse of the person I'm creating with that embodiment of worthiness. And I believe that it was a future glimpse that I'm co-creating that's happening now. And I think I got a little scared too, because I almost felt like that, what you were saying, that sliding doors moment of like, where am I? I'm there and I'm here. And so I I had a freak out moment and she had a freak out moment and I was telling her what was happening and she was excited and like, go there, tell me more. And I kind of was like, I, I went back into my body because it was almost like a, another, sometimes when I go into other realities, the energy is so charged, I can actually respond to it from like a fearful way because it's just like too much. So I, I went back. So Normally, if I'm working in someone else's Akashic Records and I'm receiving a future potential based on a desire that they have to manifest something, I will receive a vision of what it would look like in their highest potential. But the experience I just described was a little bit different because it was like I was experiencing that future potential. And maybe it was because I was in my own records And that has more ethics around it because when I'm in someone else's soul's records, I'm not going to be experiencing their soul's reality. Mm -hmm. So it, I forget your original question. So do I, but I'm loving this. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm very aware now of like the power of what we're creating because I was shown that it is as simple as like, embodying who we are in and and then knowing that because of that we're create we're going down that pathway and i think sometimes it's almost like we can go as fast as we want in our evolution we can manifest as fast as we want nothing is holding us back so it's like i don't want to say fast because put pressure on people to be like you need to evolve and but there's if you embody a level of wholeness that is felt in your infinite light, then you are in that new reality. And it might take time for you to see the effects or the opportunities or like the new reality and what that looks like. But I think that all they did was just show me like, this is where you're going. I love it. That's incredible. I bet she was awesome. Wasn't she future Amber? I didn't glimpse it too much. It actually, the power was like, again, it's weird because I was like afraid because I'm like not quite there. Like I'm, I'm not quite in that, in that level of embodiment yet. It's like, I'm half, I'm like going there. I'm trying to get there. There's still things that are, that I'm holding my, myself back with. Right. I mean, so yeah, I guess it was awesome, but I was like, oh my God. And then I just like, was like, nope, too much, too much, too bright. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So when, oh, what do you think that the process or what do you know, because obviously you've experienced it, the process is for a the fragment of the soul when we pass. Do you believe that same fragment reincarnates or do you believe that it's a different part of the soul that Um, comes to live different lives? I don't think, and of course I don't have the answers, but okay. So 
from what I'm guessing, but I'm not guessing this on a whim. Like I really feel so far right now where I'm at with like what I know to be true that when we reincarnate, we don't stay in a lane of like this soul was on this earthly reality. And so now we have to learn exactly what we didn't learn from that one lifetime and that next lifetime. I, I feel like our soul is, is a bigger, again, that bigger picture where it it's like in the divine intelligence of divinity, we maybe are going to learn a lesson that another aspect of us, you know, was struggling with. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's like divine order to how it all works. And I just don't think that it's ever so uh, conformed or so like um, in a box type of thing. Yeah. The reason I I asked is because I don't believe that there's time in the spirit world. I believe that time is a human construct. I believe there are other realities that we experience that don't have the same time that we have here. Um, But then if there's no time in the spirit world, you are simultaneously incarnate and in and not you are not, you know, you're what you know what I'm trying to say. You're here and you're not there because there is no separation because there's no time in spirit. So I just yeah and then I lie awake for a bit and then I have to watch yeah. something like selling sunset just to take yeah. me back down to earth because <laughs> otherwise so I right, you know okay. I just want to say really quick this was very funny I did a reading for my dad one time and the Akashic record guide that was there said you guys are so he he said you guys take this life so serious but it's just a blip in your reality And, you know, I've gotten that message too. There is no such thing as time. So in the book that I'm channeling, that is just the book of life, just the Akashic Records, just talking about all these laws of the universe. When they first told me there is no such thing as time, I was, I was like, what, you know? And so of course, since then, like I'm trying to wrap my head around that, but I, I believe that to be true as well. It's it's so interesting. And it's so interesting because obviously I haven't got any experience of the Akashic records, but I've got experience of speaking to loved ones in spirit and spirit guides. But we're still finding similar truths within our different points of view. Okay, but let me just say one thing, because you do have experience with the Akashic records and everybody does because it lives within us. It's really just consciousness. So when people like... um experience, I don't know, a a past life memory, like in some ways you could say you're in that, you're in the infinite wisdom of your consciousness. I believe that we're all accessing like that universal library. We Mm -hmm. all are, but it's just like, if you want to learn a modality, you're going to do it with like a conscious awareness. But I think that everything that you kind of know to be true from this like higher place is really from what you could say is the Akashic records, because I think the Akashic records is consciousness. It's the recording of consciousness. Another question. Of course, I will let you go eventually, but I am really love. I'm living. Okay. I I'm not in a rush. <laughs> so do you believe that we can carry wounds, emotional, physical wounds from one life to another? So again, bigger, the bigger picture of that, I 
like again this level okay did you uh, freeze or did I freeze oh there I, you froze for a second oh uh, yeah you have frozen so if you could answer that again from the beginning that would be fab love I think you're back uh, okay so so the way that like that you were saying like it passed on from previous lifetime that I look at it as it's more that it's more about like the evolution of our soul. Mm -hmm. It's more about the evolution of our soul. It's, it's not necessarily again, a wound from just that one past life that we just lived, but maybe it's, it's a wound that we have chosen to experience to evolve is what I am guessing um, but I just, did that make sense? Because I, I think that we froze a couple of times. Yeah, I, yeah, it did. Cause it's really interesting because obviously some past life practitioners will tell you that, you know, you've got a funny walk because you were shot with a shell in world war two or, and I'm just wondering what your experience is of mm-hmm. sort of physical and emotional, uh, things mm-hmm. carrying on because obviously the soul is experiencing it all at once anyway. It's so interesting. Okay. So what I, what I think happens is that based on something that we're experiencing now that you could say would be like a wound or a limitation can bring up memories from other experiences that we have lived, but it's not just, I believe it's not just about like it, it, it's what we're experiencing now that we're struggling with that will bring up an association of something else that we've struggled with that's similar, that maybe has an opportunity for us to heal. So like when people will say like, oh, just like, tell me a past life, just like for fun, just like, tell me a past life that did it. No, 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 no. It's where are you struggling? And let's see if that's related in the divine intelligence for them to bring up a past life that maybe is relative to that struggle. So like I've had I had an experience where I had a fight with someone that I felt very demeaned. What is the word? Like when you feel very like, yeah, demeaned. Do you yeah, know yeah, the yeah, word yeah. that I'm using? Yep. Okay. And it, like humiliated, like shamed. And so in that experience, I wasn't accessing my Akashic records, um, in intention of opening the prayer, but now I'm, I do feel like I'm almost always like having access to the records. So anyways, because of that feeling of shame, I all of a sudden got a, a past life remembrance of, of me as this man, I was like a sailor on this ship. This is a little bit gruesome. Should I yes, say, say it? No, that's all right. Don't t- turn it off listeners. Okay. If you don't like it, not Go gruesome, but a little bit like it was really like sad actually. So I, I, so the Akashic records or my guides or whatever you want to say, consciousness brought up this remembrance of me as a sailor on this wooden ship. And I was in the bathroom and the, it was a very short ceiling, this bathroom. I was like in this ship and it was like, the toilet was like, just like a hole on this like platform. It was all wooden. And I remember that a man walked in that was the captain and he was drunk and I was someone of lower rank. I was just like, I don't know how to, I don't know the words, but I was just like someone on the ship that was like a worker. Mm-hmm. And he was just a horrible man. It was like known right in that moment. I could, I felt like I was there. 
And he literally made me eat feces in the toilet and put my head down and just was a abusive monster. And he was the ship captain. And I was so humiliated at that moment. It actually, even though it was just a fight that I had in, in this, this reality, the shame that I felt from that fight brought up the shame that I felt in that lifetime where he was so abusive and used his power over me. And then he pushed me over sea. And I, so I had this full remembrance, but why did I have that memory? Why did I ha- bring up that memory of that past life? Why did my soul do that? Yeah. It was because I still was carrying the shame from that experience. And that's why I felt so shameful in, you know, with that fight that I had. Yeah. So if that makes sense, like it's, you're not just going to like have some past life be brought up for, for nothing. Yeah. And so with that horrendous experience as a sailor in that life, do you feel like that was an experience that your soul needed or do you feel like that was their choice to put you in that situation? Ah, connection. Oh, you're back. I think... I don't know if this is spirit or like what I, is happening. I know. I think they're like enough because... with your questions, Hannah. Just let poor Amber rest. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it's that. I don't know. I just think it's a lot of energy because when I first, when we first connected, my head was tingling and I was like almost feeling like spirit. I just think sometimes when you get too people together like this like it's just a lot of energy yeah that can mess with technology but anyways okay so right yeah sorry what last was the question? question um I just wondered whether you felt whether you feel on reflection that that experience as a sailor was that part of your destiny for your soul's evolution that you had to pass I'm assuming you drowned in such horrible circumstances if you were thrown overboard mm-hmm. or do you feel like that was the captain's mm-hmm. choice as an individual impacting your path okay so let me I don't think I understand the question in the best way for me to answer it. I Sorry, it's probably because I keep breaking up or maybe it's just a nutty oh, wow. question. But I just, because obviously we've discussed how there's this destined path that you can follow, but there's also elements of free will and choice along it. And I'm wondering about your take of other people's free will and choice over your path. So mm-hmm. do you believe that it was your destiny that you would die in that terrible way or do you believe the captain chose that for your soul okay um i i feel that that was more of a that it's just how it's just how i feel um i i also feel that that's why it's a wound because it was like before my time because it was done kind of like in vain, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that it's, it's an act of destiny when someone is murdered. No. Um, And so I think that that leaves a wound, right? It leaves a wound maybe within the soul because it's a traumatic event that, that does override destiny. 
Um, so yeah, I think I don't was necessarily destiny. I think that was his, his soul creating karma. Right. Well, I mean, we're having tech problems, so it's time to draw it to a close, or I could probably keep you here for another hour picking your brain. Um, but thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and your insight with us all today. I know you've had a bit of an epic day today, haven't you? Cause you've had a tortoise with you at lunchtime as well. I saw on your Instagram. Oh, that was yesterday. Yesterday. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's come up on today. That was yesterday. And yeah, you know, okay, this is, I feel so bad if people, that's a statue, by the way, too. I mean, if people think that that, I maybe made it sound like it was a real tortoise, oh God, but it's I a statue. It was real in the live. I thought it pulled over to you. That's hilarious. It is a statue that when we moved into our house, it was was always there and I've always wondered like what's the spiritual symbology of the tortoise because it's like such a random statue you know it's heavy I can't even move it I'm like whatever this tortoise is going to just live with us now in the backyard so oh I love yeah. it that's even funnier hilarious that serves see because I yeah. saw it this morning while I was drinking my morning coffee when I got out of bed so that's the times it difference <laughs> and obviously my brain wasn't fully present so thank you so much um Amber for talking to us all I've got so many more questions we might have to do an Instagram live where I just pick your brain some more um and we could get the listeners to ask questions and stuff because I've loved it it. and I will put a link to your website um oh, so I'm so can check you out on the uh show notes and thank you very much thank you so much it was fun and I would love to talk to you again excellent Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. 
These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.